Welcome back to Farm Talk. I'm News and Farm Director Eric Johnson. We're broadcasting at Commodity Classic in Orlando, Florida. Our uh, coverage brought to you as a service by Calmer Cornheads. And right now we're going to talk everything sorghum. We're at their booth actually almost as you walk in the doors here at Commodity Classic. We're going to start off with a communications person uh, from United Sorghum Checkoff. His name is Clint White. And uh, Clint, uh, you guys have been busy so far. And maybe if you could just share a moment or two about what, what types of things that you have an event like this do you like to share with folks and talk about sorghum yeah this is a great event to get in front of producers and to really tell them about sorghum uh, sorghum is is a, a drought tolerant crop that um, in, in in our region you know where there was a drought historic drought last year um, sorghum made it uh, now the yields weren't great uh, but where others didn't make it sorghum did um, and we've got just a uh, a lot of information here at our booth to talk about some of the different things, some of the technologies, the herbicide tolerant technologies that introduce the sorghum that our producers have been waiting for for years. Um, we've got some stewardship guidelines to help them with that technology to make sure they're growing it right. Um, but we're just excited to share all things sorghum. We've got a great food campaign that we're running right now. A lot of people don't know that, um, that sorghum can be used as uh, consumer foods. Um, so we're running some of that. We've got our director of nutrition here. She's talking about all the great nutritional uh, benefits that sorghum has. So, Clint, as far as the sorghum industry, I know we have some growers in Minnesota, and I believe we've got some in North Dakota. I'm not sure there's a whole lot in South Dakota or not, but kind of educate me a little bit. Where are kind of the main areas for sorghum? Yeah, actually our chairman, um, he's in South Dakota. He yeah, he is. So, 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 clearly, so clearly we can grow it up there. Our sorghum belt region really starts down at the south of Texas. Um, they've already got it in the ground. It's growing up. It's sprouting right now. Um, all the way up to South Dakota. So you've really got through that, uh, that High Plains, Texas area, uh, western Oklahoma, western Kansas, central Kansas, up through Nebraska and South Dakota. Talk about growth for sorghum. Is it an expanding crop? You know, sorghum has some great uh, qualities that uh, much like corn has. Uh, ethanol, uh, pet food is a big industry that we're really looking to break it through to. Uh, most of the pet food that you look at today has sorghum as a main ingredient. We're trying to get front of package and so just get more awareness around sorghum um, and then also drive those other markets. Obviously, exporting to some of the big um, Chinas of the world is a big deal for sorghum. We're just trying to diversify and get some more markets. Um, obviously, there's an opportunity with Mexico and some other uh, countries, Vietnam with uh, aquaculture, um, poultry diet, swine in China. So yeah, lots of good opportunities and markets for and potential for sorghum. Okay, Clint, I'm gonna have you hang on because we'll end with you, but we're gonna go to a grower from Minnesota, Kimball, Minnesota. His name is uh, Joe Krippner, did I say it right? Yep, that's correct. All right, Joe, so we didn't have to put him a gunpoint or anything to get him over here to do the interview. You just got a free t-shirt. <laughs> but, Joe, talk about sorghum. I know you and I have been talking a little bit before you got on the air today, but you've been growing it for a few years now. How's it been for you as a crop? Yeah, so we've been raising sorghum for about five, six years. Um, when I first started raising it, there wasn't a lot of information for, for myself or someone from Minnesota to, to raise it, so I took to the Internet to find a lot of information uh, I had a really good mentor out West River, South Dakota, that helped me out with some questions I had. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was a good crop. We were looking for a replacement for some of our small grain acres, something that was a little bit more profitable, set us apart from, from the others, um, and, and something that was very drought tolerant for our marginal acres. And that's what we found with, with sorghum. Um, it was 
you know, sorghum uses 70% the, the amount of water that corn does. Um, so it's uh, water savings when we're using on some of our marginal soils. How about for like disease or insect pressure? Is it about the same as any other crop or how's that gone? As far as disease goes, uh, we really haven't seen a whole lot of disease pressure uh, in, in Minnesota. And I think part of that is just because there isn't a lot of it in the rotation. So there's not much to not much that thrives there um, and then I know with uh, as far as insect pressure goes I know sugarcane aphids a big deal as you go farther south and I think they're figuring that out with some tolerance we never we've never seen any sugarcane aphids so we've never really had anything to do with uh, as far as a pest like that up here in Minnesota. So with the sorghum crop is it just same length of time to harvest as it would be for anything else or is it different or so, so in our area, because it's a, you know, a more warm seeded grass, what we do to start, kind of start to finish is we'll, we'll work the ground uh, maybe a couple weeks ahead of time to try to warm the ground up and then maybe hit it a second time to make sure the ground's good and warm for it. We'll plant the last week of May uh, so that seed is in good warm soil and uh, it, it's a it's a shorter it, it can be a shorter season crop or, or typically what we do is we focus on a short season maturities in our area to make sure it, it matures because i've experimented with uh, different maturities and you can definitely tell the difference when you go from an earlier day to a fuller season day that it just some of that fuller season just doesn't make it all the way to the end Hey, Joe, we know you're from Campbell, Minnesota. Tell us a little bit about your operation. Is it a family farm? Is it something that's multi-generation? How does that work? So I'm fifth generation farmer in our family. And uh, so we, we've grown up with it. We've, uh, our operation is a it's kind of a diversified crop operation. Uh, we raise corn, soybeans. We have some canning crops, some dry beans. Um, and then we also have the sorghum and some malting barley. So we have a lot of different crops, but uh, keeps things kind of interesting. And and also, I'm a crop consultant. Uh, work for a, a co-op, and uh, yeah, just just enjoy learning about new crops, and, and that's what we've been doing with sorghum. So, are growers around you asking if they converted to sorghum? Yep, yep. So we've we I've kind of recruited some some growers in our area, and we have a market because that was one of the things that was a challenge to get started with sorghum. Uh, I didn't have a market for my first year and I was able to convince a dairy farm to take it and use it for feed for livestock and, and they had success with it. And uh, so then I ended up finding a bird seed market that was real close by and that worked out really well for us. It, it, paid, it paid pretty well and uh, it offered us a, a good market to take our crop to. Joe, last question. Uh, hopefully somewhere out there listening right now, there's somebody that's considering sorghum as a crop, Have maybe haven't done it before. What words of advice would you give them? Um, yeah, just, I mean, I, I can be contacted if they want some help, but otherwise, um, as far as our agronomics, like I said, you got to start with a warm seed bed, uh, early, early day maturity, uh, planting 85 to 100,000 because you just want to have one head on that sorghum plant. You don't want to have sucker heads. Uh, so we plant a little bit on the heavier side. And just uh, you don't need anything really extra that you already have. You use a, a, a flex head. We use a flex head to harvest it. Uh, be in for, for North Dakotans, just be able to have a, a situation where you can dry it. Uh, we're using a bin, bin dryers with the whole floor. So uh, that's one thing that I would say would be a must is make sure you can have a, a, a way to dry the crop down. 
See, that wasn't so bad, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Joe Kripner, thank you very much. We'll end with uh, Clint again, Communications Director. And uh, Clint, for somebody that wants to find out more about Sorghum, and Joe did a good job, but is there a website or somebody can maybe read some more details about Sorghum as a crop? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sorghumcheckoff.com will have any of those resources that you're looking for, uh, different markets. Um, of course, there'll be some contacts on there if you want to reach out directly to our agronomist or any of our directors about markets or stewardship or anything like that. Obviously, Joe's, uh, Joe was part of our leadership team, so he's very well-spoken, and, and he did great. And, and I don't know why he was worried about it, because we knew he's a rock star and he would do awesome. Well, Clint, thank you uh, so much for your time. Any last word before we let you go? No, sorghum sustains. Sorghum is a uh, resilient, tolerant uh, crop that uh, we're excited about, and, and we're um, looking to, to get more acres. All right, very good.